0: Good evening everybody Uneducated Economist here. So I'm about ready to go call the bingo game but before I go call bingo I thought I'd come out and make a video for you. I've gotten a lot of subscribers in the last week. Holy moly like 3,000 new subscribers. Thank you so much for coming to the channel. Uh, I had a popular video uh just recently like 280,000 views. Oh my goodness. Uh That I had done on lumber. And if you go down to the comments section of that particular video, there was a lot of people who were talking about how I was wrong about the bug infestation. Now, what I was relating this to, or this video was, was talking about... Was a bug infestation of blue pine mountain beetles that had gone up to the British Columbia area and killed off a huge chunk of their forest. They went into salvage mode, which means that they started cutting a lot more trees than what they typically would do. These trees were either going to, you know, fall and rot and die and be useless, or they could at least mill them up and salvage, a, you know, what what they could from the dead forests that were up there. Now this salvage mode what they had done is raise the quotas and drop the stumpage fees. And this put the input cost going to the mills very low. So the wood coming to them was cheap. And at the same time in 2018, prices were really running up and they were able to export it at a higher price. So this is really where the mills were doing quite well in 2018. But when that salvage mode came to an end, it was quite devastating. Not only were they paying a high stumpage fees because the low stumpage fees that was during the salvage mode had come to an end, they had adjusted these, these stumpage fees to the higher prices of 2018 that these mills were getting. But that adjustment up at the same time, the future prices had fallen. So even though the stumpage fees were based off of a lumber futures price or what the mills were getting prior to the salvage mode coming to an end, what the mills were actually getting by the time the stumpage was adjusted was much less. So they have, I think they adjust these things like every six months or something like that. So that's really what ended up happening is that they had adjusted the stumpage fees to the higher prices once they adjusted those, the prices had fallen. So now the mills were hit with the double the double whammy of higher stumpage fees and lower prices coming out of the uh, coming out of the market. And so that's that little situation right there. That's what started shutting down the mills up back in 2019. And then eventually left a depletion of inventory because there wasn't as many mills milling up that lumber. So a lot of people said that. They're like, no, you're wrong. That bug infestation was way earlier than that. You're just making stories up. I'm not. This is right here. I got this one. It's the Forest Practice Board Timber Salvage Harvesting and Fisher Management in the Nazco area. Now, granted, this is just a small region, but it just tells one of the stories of Probably what was going on throughout much of the of the British Columbia area up there now again This is this is just a complaint But listen to what they have to say in July of 2016 the forest practice board received a complaint from two trappers operating in the Nazico area west of Quisnell about salvage harvesting as a result of the of, of the mountain pine beetle infestation they were concerned that the salvage operations were not being managed to maintain the fisher and wildlife habitats. So this right here was talking back in July of 2016, they were still in salvage mode. This complaint was actually done in October of 2018. So it was taken place long after the 2006 peak of bug infestation. I mean, it took a long time to kill these forests off But yes, that is what happened. There was a huge salvage mode that drove up a lot of the inventory coming out of the British Columbia area at the same time that the salvage mode had come to an end, the stumpage fees were raised and that's what killed off the mill or shut down a lot of the mills and then and then onward. So anyway, just wanted to bring up that bit of information. I'll leave a link down in the description for you guys on that. Now, what else I really wanted to talk about is there's another link that I'm going to leave down in the description to a video from another YouTuber who's talking about like UBI. And it's not even really UBI because we know what UBI is. UBI is universal basic income. This is where they give everybody across the board, no matter who you are, a check for the same amount that you can spend at whatever you want, on whatever you want, doesn't matter, right? It's just free money for you to do whatever you want. So this is the idea of UBI. Now there is all kinds of cities all over the country right now who are doing experimental test testing of UBI, but it's not UBI because UBI would be for everybody. This is just for a select handful of people. Now granted, some of this is a lottery kind of thing where you can just go and apply and it doesn't matter who you are, you may end up being part of this lottery where they draw your name and you end up being one of the people who get an extra $500 a month to do whatever you want with. So this is kind of the idea that this whole program is going to like be injecting money into The hands of the people who are at the bottom of the rung, right? This is like generally the idea of what they're trying to do. But UBI would be for everybody. So this is segregated, you know, basic income. But they call it like general income or something. General basic income. I forget. They have a name for it that's not universal because universal would be everybody. So they know they're not giving it to everybody that is giving it to a handful. Now, I know from the things that I have studied that this has nothing to do with politics right this has nothing to do with the benefiting of the of the poor this has nothing to do with banking like the people who have no access to banking it doesn't have anything to do with you know trying to you know Lower the inequality or something like that. It doesn't have anything to do with those social political things. None of it, right? What this has to do with is digital currencies and taking interest rates negative, going cashless society. Those are the things that are going to be more important. Watch those as time goes on here. And these little programs start hitting city after city, after county, after region, after every state. And then pretty soon everybody has it. You're going to find that it has very little to do with actually benefiting the poor because the poor people are still going to be walking the streets. They're still going to be homeless. They're still going to be hungry. They're still going to be sick. None of that stuff is going to change. All those things are still going to continue just the way they are today. But the difference is, is that we're not going to have cash in the system. We're going to have track, trace tax and no way that you're going to be able to, say, cheat the system, at least. The, I mean, not the ways we understand it today. I'm sure they'll figure out ways to cheat the system. But these are the things that are going to be coming. Now, I've done videos on this long before the whole UBI talk and anybody else explaining this, right? And I'll leave a link down in the description for that video. <clears throat> and really what it comes down to is that the Bureau of International Settlements, the IMF, the powers that be, no, know for a fact that there is no way that they can have a digital currency and cash at the same time. The moment that you try to push a digital currency, everybody will pull cash out. And then if you tell them, we're gonna go into a negative interest rates, they'll definitely pull the cash out. Like there is no way that they're gonna keep their money in a bank account that has a negative interest bearing like account to it. Like you have a negative 1% interest savings account that doesn't make any sense. So they would definitely pull their money out in cash If you have a negative interest rate or a central bank digital currency, both those reasons would do it. So the banks know this, right? The IMF understands this. The Bureau of International Settlements understands this. So what they are going to do is they are going to create these two currencies. And then what they are going to do is make it a burden on the cash users. First, they're going to make it a burden to deposit cash, and then they're going to make it a burden to withdraw cash. And so if you go down to the store to try and use cash, they're going to be like, I'm sorry, unless you're using a central bank digital currency, we're going to have to charge you a fee for that because we get charged a fee when we deposit this cash into the bank. So everybody's just going to naturally start floating right over to the central bank digital currency because then you don't have to pay a higher price for it. And since most people look at a central bank digital currency as like a debit card purchase or a credit card purchase, or even, you know, you using your phone or something, they won't even think about whether or not it's a cash purchase or a central bank digital currency purchase. They're going to just think of it as the exact same thing. Pretty soon, people will just be annoyed with cash, won't use it at all. We'll be stuck in a central bank digital currency and the track tracing, taxing system, the beast system, whatever you want to call it, will be amongst us. Now, what I have to argue now is the fact that understanding the reasonings that they are going to do this right it's so so they can take interest rates negative really that's what it is the federal reserve right now does have a bunch of their ammo back they're going to get it up to the five percent they may even get a little bit more who knows how far they can actually push it now that is their ammo typically they would want to drop interest rates around five percent in order to stimulate the economy but you have to think after this dropping of the next next time there's like a recession or an issue in which that the Federal Reserve has to try and stimulate the economy by dropping of interest rates, by the lowering of them. What you're going to find is that that is not going to be a very easy task for them to try and get back again. Those those interest rates, the Fed funds rates, right, trying to get those elevated right now. They have the awesome environment of inflation for them to go ahead and raise the rates as much as they can possibly do it. <clears throat> Excuse me in order to try and get that ammo back. But after this recession's over, after the inflation fight is done, all that other stuff, what is it they're going to use for an excuse to try and raise the rates up to this level again? They're not going to really have that idea, right? Or at least that capabilities. However, if they don't need to raise the interest rates but only lower them and they have a cashless society and a digital currency where you're locked in, then they can just keep right on lowering the interest rates in the negative territory as much as they want. They'll have like an endless supply of going to the right of the decimal point. I mean... I'm just saying, you know, I don't know how far they can really go, but we'll figure it out. So anyhow, um, when it comes to like trying to like figure out what it is that these banks are up to ends up getting so misunderstood right it, was, it gets so misunderstood because it gets looked at through a political lens and that's exactly the argument this this youtuber is is using like to argue this ubi or this this you know this whatever, general income or whatever they want to call it, right, is that it immediately goes to this left-right argument about whether or not it's Democratic or Republican or conservative or liberal, you know, policy or something like that. And I'm thinking it it doesn't have anything to do with that. Don't don't fall into this argument because what they are going to do is left-right fight it until they pass this thing and then we're all going to be locked into it. So even the idea of just arguing about it on this left-right side is going to cause it to take place right this is this is the exact problem of it it's not a left-right argument although it's going to be used as that in order to make it happen okay think about this is one of the reasons why I just don't get into politics right so okay let me see if I can find an example okay actually the Obamacare I brought this up many times think about think about when we had universal health care this whole like Obamacare thing remember what the Republicans were saying back before it was passed They were saying that it's going to totally destroy the, the, the economy, the nation, whatever. It's just never going to make it. It's going to, you know, it's going to destroy everything, right? I mean, they talked about the end of the world scenarios because of this, of this healthcare thing passing, right? And Democrats just like pointed at, you know, Republicans to say that they just want old people to die, right? That's, I mean, that's really what they want. They want, Republicans want old people to die. That's what they were saying. I remember this rhetoric and I'm like pulling my hair out going, guys, you guys are crazy. What happens, right? This thing passes. Soon as it passes, what do the Republicans do? Oh, we need to repeal and not get rid of, not repeal it and get rid of it, replace it. Now, now we like it. Now it's a good deal, right? Now we have something that we can use, something we got as leverage, something we can play around with. We didn't like it before. It was going to destroy the entire world, remember? But now it's cool because we got it. Now we can like say, hey, man, we don't like what you got, but we like what we can do with it. See, before we didn't want it at all because it was going to destroy the world. But now that it's here, let's play with this thing. All right. Same thing. Don't fall for this stuff. Don't see like it's so easy to get into the political fight because like even just listening to the YouTube video, right? Even listening to this YouTuber talk about it. I, I was just like, okay, there's some good information. I'm listening to take the nuggets, and then pretty soon I'm getting like, no, you're wrong. No, you got this thing, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute. You're falling into the political banter, right? They, they, they want that. That's just like the left and right, the teasing back and forth to try and make you like get excited about it. Right? That's like, it's like a love affair, and how and how it's like, how this communication takes place. Right? So don't fall into it. That's what it is. It's like, you know, it's like a toxic relationship almost and it's created when this takes place it's like triggering little little comments that are in there saying that you know you just want people to die and you don't want anybody to be helped and you just like you know you're a narcissist or you know you're just poor and stupid or you know it just all these things just keep start spilling around and everybody gets all upset upset about it and then if you just step back and look about it and you just say hey Set that aside for just a second, right? Just set all that crap that you all are talking about and think about it from a banking side. What are they really trying to do here? They're trying to go into a cashless society and go with the central bank digital currency. Meanwhile, you're all over here in a political fight trying to figure out who is right, or who is smarter, or who is stupid, or who is poor, or who is rich, or who needs to be taken from, or who should work harder, right? All that stuff. Doesn't matter that the banks are over there going, Yeah, we're getting this thing done, man. Look at them fight over it. They're going to totally do this. And that's exactly what's going to happen. All right. That's why I don't fall for it. I'm sitting over here on the backside looking at the political talk, going, Man, you guys are totally going to implement this thing through your little fights, right? Through your little fighting back and forth. Well, I'm sitting over here going, This is a banking issue. That they're trying to figure out a way that they can go cashless society and have a central bank digital currency that controls the entire system. Meanwhile, you're over here politically fighting over who's right or wrong or how much you know we should give or how much we should take from people. Why are you doing that? I don't get it. All right. Uneducated economist, you let me know.